Hail and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Bryn, and in this edition, we are featuring another interview segment from the Good Word Podcast with Paul Scott. The mentality of victimhood is a prominent mindset in our day and age of shifting blame and responsibility. In this on-air conversation, Kenna Rose and Jenna address why it's so easy to fall into that lifestyle and what the Bible says about it. FM 98.3 in Farmer City, which reaches Champaign and Bloomington. FM 97.7 and 103.9 in Peoria. And then AM 1020 for all of Central Illinois. And then, of course, you can stream our signal at WPEO.com. Anywhere you have an internet connection, uh, Amazon Alexa, TuneIn app, all good things like that where you can get our signal. It's Friday, and what we do every Friday is we visit with the ladies of the Self-Evident Podcast. Today we have Kenna Rose and Jenna Smith. Welcome back, Jenna. Glad to have you again this morning. And today we want to talk about uh, victim mentality. How do young people avoid that? This isn't new. I remember, you know, this is something that I remember hearing a lot about even during my college days, which was more than half my life ago now, but... um, (laughs) I try not to think about that, but so ladies, what do you have to say? There's, I think this is a very good topic um, because the victim mentality is so prevalent in our culture. And I think especially among the younger generations, I don't know if I've seen it as much in Gen Z, but there's definitely a little bit of a sense of entitlement. And I do think that's part of a victim mentality. And the main thing I like think of when I think of a victim mentality is so much of it involves what you're believing and you're telling yourself. And the lies we tell ourselves. So what um, have you ever found yourself thinking, oh, man, you know, I wish all this this is all happening to me. Why is it? Why is the world out to get me? Uh, Does it feel like that sometimes? I mean, yeah, I think honestly, that comes when you start living more in your flesh than in your spirit because it's very much a me, me, me mindset that's like, oh, oh, everything's so bad. Woe is me. I mean, every single child has done this at least once, and even adults do it. <laughs> it it's tempting, you know, when, when things go bad, but that's not a good it, way to live. Go ahead, Jenna. Yeah, for what Kenna said, it kind of reminded me when um, Peter was in the boat and Christ said, you know, got to come over and you can walk across the waves to me. And so Peter just started walking. And then when you take your eyes off Christ, everything kind of just collapses around you. So I do think that if it's a mentality of me, well, then that's not a mentality of Christ. That was profound. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let me throw another thing out here. At, at the, uh, I, you heard me mention that Kirby Anderson was in town. And when he came, he brought, brought a lot of literature that uh, point of view uh, puts out and he one of their magazines which goes to to their some of their monthly partners it said it talked about in fact they have it right here the victim movement is what it's titled I'll hold that up there you go you can see it um, the victim movement and in it it talks about all sorts all sorts of things critical race theory as being a part of the victim movement uh, gender ideology as being part of the the victim movement and and when you think about it yes a lot of that is built on victimhood especially intersectionality 100 percent. yeah 
it's quite sad that people have to invent excuses for themselves where why they're not succeeding in life or why they think they're not succeeding in life because you could have a wildly successful person where they have a wonderful family and a wonderful job and um, wonderful friends and they would still be in a pit because they they think oh well because of let's say my father's sins I am still I'm caught up in let's say alcoholism mm especially the Bible talks about, you know, generational curses and how the sons shouldn't are not supposed to be just because their fathers had a curse doesn't mean that they necessarily are doomed to have that curse for the rest of their lives. Um, so a lot of that, I have seen generational curses where um, families, the children of parents would be like, well, since my parents raised me this way, that means I, I'm stuck like this. And I can't get out of it. Yeah, it's like so much of it is what you tell yourself too. And then you can have people who genuinely have had really hard lives, but they're still happy, joyful, praising the Lord. And like, I mean, you think of all those missionaries or even like Corey Tenboom mm -hmm. or Dietrich Bonhoeffer or Betsy Tenboom. Like, or a recent example would be Johnny Erickson Pata. Oh, totally. Yeah. She was 17. She um, was paralyzed. And instead of, having a horrible attitude about it in her entire life she decided to commit her life to the lord and she started a wonderful ministry and mm -hmm. that means you know even if you are a genuine victim you can bring glory to god and johnny's program <laughs> sharing hope is uh due to start here in about 12 minutes so uh oh yeah yeah it's funny thank you for mentioning that and promoting uh something coming up here <laughs> in our program that's awesome um, uh, our discussion this morning with uh, Jenna Smith and Kenna Rose of the Self-Evident Podcast uh, revolves around victimhood mentality. And Jenna, you said before the break that keeping our focus on Christ can help to prevent that victimhood mentality. Now, both of you ladies were homeschooled, correct? Do you think that, um, I said I wanted during the break, I said let's go to the educational component on this. Do you think some of this can come from how or where young people are schooled? I think there's a part. I think there's kind of two parts to it in that one. There's a bit of a manufactured sense of victim mentality, meaning it's it's taught and like being perpetuated. And then two, it just comes from naturally a nation turning away from Christ. Yeah. Because if you keep your focus on Christ, you're less likely to have a victim mindset. Um, I read an article from Master's Seminary, which is John MacArthur's mm -hmm. like seminary, and I'm quoting it when I say when he writes, having the victim mindset is one of the empty deceptions that can overtake Christians because it aligns with their fleshly desire towards selfishness and justifying our own sin. Focusing on Christ helps us to really focus on the outward instead of the inward that really gives us that victim mindset. Yeah. And I would also say to the education aspect of it, uh, George Barnard says that a child's worldview is shaped by age 13. And yep. so when your child is in a environment that they're constantly being told, well, if you have this skin color, well, then the world is out to get you. If you are a female, the world is out to get you. If you um, do this, 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 or this, well, the world is out to get you. And so it just generates a victim mindset as even for um, straight white males too, that also creates a victim mentality. If 
they let it because they would say, well, if the world is out to get me and well, the <laughs> it sure is, seems like it is. <laughs> well, then what's the point of pursuing a trade? What's the point of pursuing education? What what's the point of even trying? Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes the the culture, some of the prevent, you know, feminism and uh, modern feminism, uh, they're trying to it's it's like the things that God made men to be and to do are bad right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And, well, and, that's, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, I think it has affected uh, manhood in America. And we know that there's plenty of studies that show this, that men are in big, big trouble. They're not going to college. They're not getting jobs um, in, in the numbers that we should be. And we just don't, they don't, too many of them have nothing to live for. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. Intersectionality theory is really just it. There is nothing good about it. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead and explain. I want to hear your explanation of intersectionality, and I may may supplement that. But go ahead, Kenna. Okay, so it's when you take all of the different identities. So you can have like the identity of being gay or lesbian or transgender, or even like skin color identities, like black, white, Asian, so on, so forth. And the amount of different like points you have makes you more oppressed. And then you have the oppressor, the less points you have, basically on the intersectionality scale. It's a form of Marxism mm-hmm. that separates it based on oppressor and oppressed. Did I win? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> I, it, uh, nothing needs to be added there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, the, yeah. The more the more intersections you have the greater you've been victimized in life. Mm-hmm. And therefore, the, the more you have been victimized or the more intersections that you have, the more, I guess, value or important your voice is. Yeah. To the front of the line. Yes. Um, and when it comes to discussion and, and things like, or your opinion is more valid. Um, when then you have mm-hmm. white men who, I mean... Straight white men, sorry, we got nothing going for us. So therefore, in these circles, our opinion is not important. Um, Yeah, that's only in the in the in the worldview of the intersectionality. That's what I meant. That's when your opinion doesn't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Uh, So a couple of things. We're down to about a minute left, ladies. What else can you say that you would encourage? You know, people if they're like, it's very easy to fall into the woe is me. Right. 100%. Yeah. So I would say that as Christians, we are called to imitate Christ. 100%. And if anybody had a easy pass at assuming a victim mentality, that was Jesus because he was mocked and ridiculed and scorned. And he took that all for us. And as imitators of Christ, we are supposed to, well, take our suffering as joy and I mean, we're literally instructed in the Bible to like count it all joy when you are being persecuted. But I also think that it should go for, well, our our trials and our um, and our sufferings, our own personal sufferings. Christ did empty himself and take took on the form of, you know, a human being. And this is, you know, God. If anything, we should imitate Christ. And when we're looking at Christ, well, all of our sufferings just seem nothing compared to him. Yeah, well, but suffering well, you know, even Jesus when he was on the cross why have you forsaken me? You yeah. know, mm-hmm. uh, he said, God, why have you forsaken me? And that was the lowest point he'd ever been, you know, in his life yeah. here on earth. And, but we know how that ended. 
right? It was, it was temporary. Um, and victory came just like total victory came just a few days later. And so while yes, suffering hard, it can get us down. Uh, but we do have Christ there to help us. All right, ladies, we have uh, run over time again. Thank you so much <laughs> for, for carving some time out of, a, out of your schedules every week on Friday. And, and Kenna and Jenna both join us from their home studios. And, That's correct. <laughs> uh, and ladies, thank you. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. And that about wraps up today's topic. Thank you so much for listening to Self Evident. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook where we ask you, our listeners, for your input on what issues we should cover, what you think about those issues, and so much more. Until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And as Pastor Wilson says, the only way out of nursing your own victimhood is to turn to Jesus, the only true victim, who will put it all right. He will do this by forgiving our sins and by giving us forgiveness for those who have wronged us. This is self-evident.